Welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.sg Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.sg Gibson SG That's right Angus Young Sponsored by This country Fantastic South Guinea No Southern Guinea No Is it any of the Guineas? It's nothing to do with the Guinea Oh, Guatemala, Southern Guatemala No um, South Georgia No is it, is it South anywhere? No Senegal! No. Of, oh, a little whisper came into my ear from my right. We're joined today by a young man who goes by the name Mr. Californication Cakey Longhorn. Hello, Californication Cakey Longhorn. Yeah, hello, hello. hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to this particular website introduction. I'm not going to get it, Sam. Or give me a clue. It's a, it's a city-state. It's a city-state. Cakey? Mm. No, I think you're going to... I don't know what that even means. OK, so that's ten points to me, then. Yeah, fine, have them. The correct answer is, of course, sing. What? Sing. What? Singapore. Singapore. Mm. It's a city-state. What does that mean? It means it's a city, but also a state. Really? Yeah, that was weak. Well, only, what, are you saying that because you didn't get it? You can't hack it. You I've got the last couple. It. I've got the last couple. Very easy. Mm, yeah, that was easy. Okay. <laughs> Today, you join us. Well, let's do a little announcement, shall we? Yes. We've had an absolute ton of emails in from listeners and ambassador applications recently. A raft, if you will. And I will. It fills us with utter joy. We're very pleased to be here. I'm on beer three. Sam? I'm on beer two. Callie? Beer four. Beer four for Callie. Wowzers. Mine is a strong one. It's a new sponsor. I'll do it early. It's, it's, it's Brewdog. They contacted me once again. Yeah. I welcomed them with open arms. It's Silk Road. It's a lychee and mango hazy IPA. It clocks in at a whopping 6.5. So I'll apply some to the mouth, but I'll do it very, very gently. Explosive stuff, of course. Handle with care. Easy, easy drinking. That is dangerous. Wow, that's that. Well, I am really, really fortunate this week, mm. uh, this episode. I got a email from Tesco's. Yeah, this has happened previously. Happened a couple of times. I've had Tesco's uh, email me. I've had one stop contact me. Yes, Asda and Morrison's have all all of the major supermarkets have all emailed me saying we have got crates of eighteen lagers. We have got some serious amount of lager. Yeah, we will. Sell it to you at face value. Yes. Retail value. RRP, if yeah. you will. And so I said, absolutely. I'm there. I went down with the house ambassador today. Picked up a couple of crates, no doubt. Beautiful. And also I'm sponsored by this lolly. Again, a generic lollipop that was in a bag of sweets on the desk at work. Tremendous theft. Mm. Well, no, it was put there for people. Somebody was leaving and they bought in a bag of sweets. Authorised theft. Well, it's just a gift. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm eating a gift. Good for you. Great sponsorships. And Simon's on the San Miguel. What a lovely beer that is. Just reminiscent of being in Spain, laying back, eating, eating a big bag of pistachios, pistachios and drinking those the big litre bottles. You know what they call the pistachio, pistachios, don't they? It's pistachios. The Lord's Nuts. Do they? Yeah. What? Yeah, apparently. Well, I'd think, I think the good Lord has blessed them because they're absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I made that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe that. What I want you to do is rank your... Uh, this is a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. We're going to get there. Rank your nuts. Top three. Fine. Top three. Because cashew's going in there. Cashew's straight in. Yeah. Can I go 
uh, honey roast peanut. Yes. Great. And then I'll probably go pistachio. Okay. Well, I'm in go- nut form. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's the only form they take. Ice cream. Right. I'm going to go... Never tried it, but apparently it's nice. I'm going to go, number one, pistachio. Can you call it a pistachio? Pistachio. 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 Number one, pistachio. Yeah. Number two, yeah. I'm, along your lines, I'm going for Walker Sensations, honey and salt, peanuts. Peanuts. Yeah, peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then number three, of course, uh, spicashews. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a, that's so, so that's the same three nuts. <laughs> the three <laughs> best nuts. Slightly different, different order. Right. What's the nut podcast called? There, we've got just got to clear that out. Oh, nutty. Well, on the on the nut podcast, my name would be Nutty McNuttington. What would you be called? Probably um, Nuttington Nutty. Okay, and the, the podcast would be called. We've got you by the nuts. Yeah, put your nuts in my mouth. Yes, yes. Um, Put my nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Freudian uh, slip. A Freudian slip, if you will. Let's all put each other's nuts yes, in both so, of our mouths. I just call it Share and Share Alive. Hello and welcome to Share and Share Alike, the Nut Podcast. The International Nut Podcast. I'm, uh, my name is uh, Nutty McNuttington. I'm joined, as always, by Nuttington McNutton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had some beer. Right. I wanted to say we've had lots of emails. It's fantastic. Write in, become an, as- an ambassador. Yeah, if not you, an ambassador. <laughs> if you've got anything to say about nuts, now's your opportunity. It oh, is. Send, in your, send in your list. Top three. Top three nuts. Ben Townsend Music at hotmail.com. Yes. We've just, we've had on so many, we've been pumping out ambassador badges left, right, and centre. We're going quick, quickly going bankrupt. Oh, I need to give you £1.20. You £1.40. Lots of lovely badges been sent all over the world. Oh, yeah. And please do get in touch. We, we are hashtag blessed, of course, to have so many lovely ambassadors, but we're greedy. Oh, we're a couple of greedy young men. We certainly are. We want hungry more. for more. Hungry for more. For more nuts and ambassadors. So email Ben. He will deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on the socials. Um, Insta, University Speaking RHCP underscore pod. Sam, on Twitter, you are at Stack Townsend. And we are Unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast. What's that? That's Reddit. We're not that. We're at Universally RHCP. Mm, on Reddit. On Twitter. Twitter. At Universally RHCP. We are, of course, part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. A, Dive Deep. A conglomeration, if you will, of many different podcasts, all looking at different bands. The music, passion, was always in fashion at the Copacabana. The history. The history of different types of music, deepdivepodcastnetwork.com. On Twitter, they are deepdivepodnet. Really worth checking them out. A fantastic community of like-minded podcasts. Sam, I'm sure you'll agree. I do. Today, we are doing Mother's Milk, part two. The next three tracks. First song that we're going to do is Magic Johnson. What a tune, what a track, what a party. Sam, we are going to pop off, listen to Magic Johnson, and then we will come back and have a little chat about it. Sure.
Well, as we come abracadabbering away out of Magic Johnson, Sam, I'm going to use a tennis analogy and throw the ball over to your court. Put the ball in your court. I won't throw it over. I'll hit it over with my racket. What yes, do you make? Serve it over to me. Of Magic Johnson. Well, it's a song which I which I thoroughly enjoyed listening to just then. But it's a song that, in my mind, is very much a throwaway track. Interesting choice of word, throwaway. Having said that, you know, it's a nearly three-minute-long song, so lengthwise, throwaway not. Hmm. Was that, did you say just say throwaway not? Yeah, it was French. French, yeah. Ah. yeah. So lengthwise, not throwaway, just to be completely clear on that. Mm. Content-wise? Content-wise, you know, potentially a little bit throwaway. But musically, I think there's a, there's a hell of a lot going on. So it's a... How, how, how you say... Uh, unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use the word throwaway. I chose to use the phrase a curious egg, yes. which in modern parlance means that there's some good and some bad to it. I think there's some great stuff here. The energy, the enthusiasm, the, mm. the kind of that you can feel the passion from the lads. I mean, Swan. I mean, I'm thinking it's Swan and Flea delivering yeah. a lot of this together. Yeah, I think the double. I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure on that, well, but my, that's my feel. Yeah, my take on it was that the doubled, the doubled rapping is is double swan. Right. Okay. And then with with flea dropping bits in, flea dropping bits in, and yeah, doing some more of the sort of higher and yeah. more more flea like. Because they're the so. big, yeah. Especially the, there's uh, there's the particular flea delivery on um, Karim Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. 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 So, so, so let's. Um, which is nice to hear because Flea doesn't, you know, he's been sort of phased out vocally over the years. Yeah, he gets to do a little bit in Can't Stop. Oh, live. Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they, 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 they use him and abuse him when they need him. Ah, the scar tissue, of course, is key to the chorus. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, you're right, though. But he suits this kind of more. Hectic. We won't, and we won't say throwaway. No. Upbeat. Eccentric, yeah, es- esoteric kind of song. Busy, I think. Yeah, it's, it's very. It's, it's you're not necessarily almost a mirror image of his personality. Yeah, you're not trying to pull on hearts, people's heartstrings here, are you? You're, you're not. Although I, when I left school, hmm. the day I left school, we, you know, we we all got together, went down the park, signed your shirts. We walked miles that night, but we ended up in the park. And Hang I on, was, the, the, you say you walked miles, but the park I know for a fact is two minutes away from the school. No, we walked up to the forest. Right. All the way back to, into the park, just you know. We were talking about Nodesway drinking. Wreck, we yeah. ended up in Nodesway, but right. we we yeah. And um, I was performing Magic Johnson. That right. Night. Well, we we do perform Magic Johnson a lot as a as a duo, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that night, of course, you weren't there, but I so I had to do it alone. Hmm, sure. Little did you know that thirty years later we'd be doing a podcast about it. Well, exactly. That night I did Magic Johnson and Sir Psycho. They were my two showcases. Did you? Yeah. I. I've got a little thing here about what are your thoughts on songs that have sound effects in them? Because this has yeah. a lot, and a lot of it is quite jar. It fades in yeah. with, the, with the crowd noise. I think it's aged badly. Yeah, but sometimes it comes in so jarring, yeah. like on the, on the, the drum noise. guitar sections, yeah. Yeah. I do like the perfectly timed horn. Oh, is it a buzzer? Yeah, a buzzer. Oh, yeah. A buzzer, yeah. That, that, that I do. So first time that comes in... Is, first, is early on, is First it? time the buzzer comes in is 25 seconds. Yeah, yeah. That, that for me, is perfect. But, yeah, it's all, it almost sounds like an 80s arcade game when the crowd noise comes in. Yeah, it's very odd, isn't it? 
Think I've thought I've written down some other songs from my top four bands that have sound effects okay. over them. Okay. Now you tell me what you think of the. It does the sound effect work on these songs? Okay. Okay. First one is Civil War by Guns N' Roses. At the end, you have the thunder and the lightning as Axel whistling the, the outro. You have you have uh, Strother Mar- Martin, is it from Cool yeah. Hand Luke? Which what, what, doesn't what? really have the opportunity to be jarring yeah. because it's. It starts the song. Yeah, uh, but that's great. And I, but I don't count that as necessarily a sound effect. No. That's more of just a... A, a starter. Yeah, a, a, star- a, star- a little starter quote. A little starter for ten. Uh, Very topical. I would say the, ra- the thunder and the rain. In Civil War, what you make of that? Mark that out of ten. Nine. Okay, great. I've got uh, Exhuming McCarthy by R.E.M., which what? opens with... A- Typewriter typing. Yeah. Before okay. the before Bill Berry's drums come in. Uh, I'll give that one a five. Okay. I've got here "Peacemaker Die" by Extreme. Extreme. Really, really, <laughs> really uh, going back to the well one more time. Um, which has the Martin Luther King "I Have a Dream" yeah, that, speech that's an eight. in the middle of it. Okay. An eight. And then I've also got. Well, I've put Downpour by Insidious, which has Thunder and Lightning. Mm. But what I'll go with... So that is a sound effect. Yes, it is. And it opens with, with Thunder and Lightning. So rate that, and then I'll give you a couple more Insidious songs. Eight. Great. What about the start of The Edge, which has a quote, a long sample is from Dead Poets Society? Neil? Yeah. You don't understand, Neil. You have opportunities that I never even dreamt of, and I am not going to let you... I've got to tell you what I feel. What? Tell me what you feel. What is it? Is it more of this, this acting business? I'll give that a 10. Great, yeah! yeah. No, because I just think it, the, the instrument... The, it's not... It's the interaction between the band and the, and the actual... Yeah, it works really well. For those new listeners, Insidious was the band I was in in college. We, we did record a, an album when we were 17. Lovely quote from Dead Poets Society. Yes. Here, I think the sound effects, not so great. I think I, that's I, I, fair I, to say. I, I don't think they, they necessarily add to the song in the way that that, that does. But I don't think they're so bad that they really detract. Okay, some facts about Magic Johnson and the rest of his teammates, because this isn't just a song about Magic Johnson. No, this is a song about their love of the LA Lakers. And and, other players as well. And the the history of the the team, yes. Let's get into this then. Irvin Johnson Jr., a.k.a. Irvin Magic Johnson, Mm. also known as Buck, which is why they keep talking about Buck throughout this song. Yes. uh, To his teammates... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I read my notes really uh, off. <laughs> <laughs> straight, really. Okay. Buck. <laughs> Buck to his teammates. Not, not Buck to his teammates. No, I thought he was like to his teammates. <laughs> okay. They call him Buck because when he came in, he was young, so full of energy. He seemed like he might burst. 
like, yeah, a, a, young like a young buck well, off I'm and going balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Not necessarily. I, I've never known a young buck to get so excited that they're simply there. No, nor have I. So they mention AC Green in this. He gets some skin from AC Green. AC Green nicknamed Iron Man. Oh, AC Green was nicknamed Iron Man. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of course, teammate. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the song Salute to Kareem is about him, which yes. is on the uh, remastered version of the disc, which we've got here. I will say that we are listening where possible to these songs from the official Chili's channel, because most of them are the remastered versions that are on the, on the disc. Yeah, we're trying to remain true to the disc that we have. We are. And, I th- <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think, that actually, we're going to do Nobody Weird Like Me. Uh, this episode and a lot of perhaps newer fans are seeing nobody weird like me for the first time because they're playing a lot on the tour yeah and, doing- and the natural place to go to check out what it sounds like would be uh, the chili's official site so well, it's a good, as good a place as any to yeah start. that's why we're checking it out there so that's all i've got to say about the beginning oh no what i've got to say is because they're referencing loads of players yeah well, this, this song reminds me of uh, do you remember the Tottenham Hotspur FA Cup song? I do. When David Pleat was yeah. there. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little burst. Okay. Um, with David Pleat's Blue and White Army, David Pleat's Blue and White Army, David Pleat's Blue and White Army, David Pleat's Blue and White Army. In 81 and 82, we had some fun, no kidding you. It's a bit quicker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was slick. He's got the best goal you've ever seen. Do it, David, please. Blue on army, David, please. Blue on army, David, please. Blue on army, David, please. Blue army. Nico Klassen, oh. Tony Galvin. Go. Not forgetting Clive and Paul Allen, too. Richard Guffin, Chrissy Waddle, Gary Mabbitt, Anglin Hoggle. Danny, all the goals are gonna be for you. With David, please. Blue on army, David, please. Blue on army, David, please. Blue on army, David, please. Blue army! Woo! Cracking song that was. We have got notes. We have got notes from drum ambassador, the magical Jack Johnson. Hello. Magic Johnson, if you will. Oh. And we will. Uh, we've got bass notes from uh, bass ambassador Aidan Hampson. And we've got notes about the period from Amace, ambassador Amace, who we look to for information about this period. Sam. Do you want to hit me with what uh, Aidan has to say about the bass in this song? Yes, I will. Aidan says, this has the feeling of a throwaway track. Ah, right. But... The curate's egg. Yes, but Magic, jo- Magic Johnson is another showcase of Flea and Chad working together to create a great groove throughout. Yeah. And I think, you know, if, you, if you're going to take one thing away from this song, it is that give it a chance. Give it a second listen, a third listen, a, a fourth. fourth listen. Even a, a fifth? Possibly even a sixth. A seventh? Yes. A, an eighth? I'd go to ten. Ten <laughs> listens. Ten listens. I'd cap it off there. Cap it off there and then move on to Nobody Weird Like Me. But what I'm trying to say, Ben, is that yes, it has the feel of a throwaway track, but there is some quality here. And Aiden goes on to say, much of the song is one note. This, in, this song is an E, like the three songs before it. But this helps to draw focus to the connection between the bass and the drums. Very much They so. almost sound like the same instrument during the rap sections. Okay. okay. And indeed, it's during those rap sections where we get to appreciate the swan doing his thing. Yeah. Flea and Chad working almost as one. And John, I, I, John's guitar part is almost... It's very difficult to, to hear, but it anchors the whole song. Well, on those, on those parts of the song, John's just... Like of the, the introduction, when the, swan, the swan's rap sections, a lot of what John's doing is just 
just pumping away on yeah. the bass E string and palm muting it. So, but, but it really, it really adds to the it, after the second time around. You can you can notice it more because of the way it goes into it. But I think it really gives the song a grounding. Yeah. Well, if you're delivering, if you check it out. I think if you're delivering lyrics at the speed that the lyrics are being delivered in the song, you don't want complex musical parts there. It's the it's the ancient art of weaving: fast, slow, slow, fast. fast. Aidan goes on to say, the line that Flea plays in the instrumental sections are based, about, are based around the minor pentatonic scale. Minor pentatonic scale being one of the most common, and it, it's kind of it's actually kind of what I would think of as the beginner's guitar playing scale. Ah, so it's where you'd point me if I was to pick up a guitar. I certainly would. This day. This very day. And makes use of heavy, uh, heavy use of syncopation joined by the guitar. This is definitely not the first of these we've heard at track four and is easy to dismiss as just another one of those funky bass lines, but it deserves repeated listening. Ten listens, as we've established. Ten listens, please. I'm really taking on board how great he's at it. The fact he makes it sound so effortless can make it feel inconsequential, but it really is not as easy to execute as he makes it sound. Underneath all of the basketball sound effects and use of the reverb that tries its best to suck any feeling of space out of the track, there's a rhythm masterclass on display, very much like what you just said between Flea and the myth. The myth Smith. You just have to dig a little deeper than usual to find it. Exactly, and it's like... I, I would, I'm going to draw some analogies here. Snooker. Right. Darts. Right. Live TV presenting. When done well... right. They make you think, oh, I could go and be a professional snooker player. Got it, got it, yeah. I could present the London Marathon sure. live on the BBC. Sure, sure. Try and do it. Very, mm. very difficult. Nobody will let me. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> will give me a Got job. arrested. <laughs> went, down to, went down to London with my microphone. Yeah. Bashing on the, yeah. Bashing on the BBC caravan. Yeah. I'm here about the analogy. Yeah. I want to talk about the London Marathon and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah. But... but you know, easy for people to go, oh, yeah, Flea's just doing this. He's just doing what he always does. Try and do it. Bet you can't. I tried it. I haven't even got a bass. <laughs> so have you tried it? I couldn't. So here's Amace's notes about Magic Johnson, the expert of the era that we turn to during our times of trouble. And I hate to burst your bubble, but Triple Double Trouble is coming to your town and he's going to make rubble. This was a song that did it for me. Absolutely insane to my young ears. I soaked up and loved Every second of it. I was never the same after first hearing Magic Johnson. Crazy, fun, fast lyrics about their beloved LA Lakers and team members' basketball prowess. Super good fun and some of the funkiest guitars I've ever heard until that point in my life. Oh, we haven't even spoken about the We're going to talk about that, don't you worry. Truth to I really thought, my truth. God, what the hell is this? And what else is out there that I haven't heard yet? I didn't realise until I rewatched the Red Hot Skate Rock video for your podcast last year that the Hillel Slovak Jack Irons lineup actually played an instrumental version of Magic Johnson. It's a definitive RHCP tune. I wish they still played it live now. Yeah. I mean, I uh, don't, I don't, but uh, there you go. Well, I, I have to agree that that guitar playing, that is iconic. And that it takes us all the way back to Psychedelic Sex Fun. Incredible bit of guitar, an incredible relationship between, I mean, Flea is like, he's like me in many ways. Go on. He's in the middle. He's in the middle of it all. Yeah, right. So I'm like the middle child of five. Ah, okay. Right, you're going somewhere right. with this. You've, you've pulled so that back. I'm, I've got, you know, I've got all kind of siblings and, I, and I've got relationships going on all over the place. Hmm. Flea is like that. He's got, <laughs> he's, he's, he's tight as a 
tight as a tiger with Chad. Yeah. And he's a, and his relationship with John is now legendary. And it all channels through little Flea. Yeah. So you're like Flea, you're saying? In in a in a kind of abstract way. Hmm. In a very abstract, non-real way. You're yeah. you're yes. very much like Flea. Well, I think I'm more like Flea than than some other people. Okay. So to. who do you think you're the Flea? Of the bat, if you if you were going to be one of these people, you'd be Flea out of the four of them. Oh no, no. Right. You claiming you'd be the swan? I'd be the swan, wouldn't I? Yeah. Okay, well let's do the bloody rap then. Ready? One, two, one, two, three, four. LA, LA makers, makers, fast break makers, kings of the cot chicken bank car takers. Back to back, it's a badass fact. A claim that remains intact. Now about John's guitar playing, if Michael Beinhorn was pushing for for a more metal muscular sound Come on, he did not get it here no he did not get it here this is beautiful silky playing but with quite a harsh sounding yes. tone well that, that exactly it's the exuberance of youth mm. with silk woven through it it is it's a silky youth it's i think it's kind of a scratchy sound it sounds like it's through the bridge pickup yes which is uh which is the most trebly one Lovely fluid playing, lovely slides. Did little down, did little down. At two sixteen, at two nineteen, at two twenty three. Love the staccato step ups into the next section. Chad playing the stopped hi hat. Yeah, lovely stuff. Yeah, and yeah, let's see what Jack's got to say about this then. Now that we're talking about stopped hi hats, I do believe you've got Jackie on your phone. I've got Jack's notes right here. Jackie Johnson, Magic Johnson. Let's see what you've got to say for yourself. A fade in, how unique. This track is insane. I wish I could say Chad is playing some sort of drum rudiment, but he's just playing single notes on the snare and kick drum and accenting what Flea is, uh, an accent, and what Flea is accenting. His teammates. Again, the makings of a truly great rhythm section forming before us. Yeah, forming before us. Interestingly, yes. or probably not if you're not a drummer, at 45 second, seconds, Chad accents the rhythm of the vocals, which he does a lot live, but usually just sticks to accenting fleas playing on record. 105, those hi-hat stabs again. Chad's kick drum work on this album really isn't talked about enough, and it's pretty frustrating because it's so fast, clean and precise. Listen to how he accents John's playing around 2 minutes 4 seconds with the offbeat tripler hits at that tempo too. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 2.42, again, the kit sounds lovely here. It's the same this Tom section is only a couple of bars long at the end of the song. Yes, indeed, that kind of ending where it... it flea goes, doesn't he? Mm. And he's got some lovely drum work there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And what... what I mean, we've said it so many times over, over the course of the last few years. This song is anchored by really, really good musicians. Mm. And for people who, who, who want to be derogatory about the Red Hot Chili Peppers, then Christ knows there's enough of them. They're out there. They're out there. They just point to the silliness. What about the world-class musicianship? The musicianship is king. That's what I say. Mm, and I completely agree with you, Sam. Yeah. Let's talk about those couple of guitar interludes that we have as well. First one comes at 53 seconds. Go on. It seems a little jarring as it goes into the guitar part. But, and I think I know why. It seems to slam the brakes on a bit here and then stagger into the next section. Mm. And having listened to it, what's happening, I think, is that John chooses to start playing that part slightly before the previous four count ends. So he's not coming in on the one, two, three, four, start playing the guitar part. Yeah. He's almost coming in on the one, two, three, 
And in between then and the next one, yeah. start, there's just like a single strike, I think, that's, that's before the one. And it seems to then tip over into the next part rather so, than start cleanly. Do you think that's an, an effort to, to move more smoothly between two potentially jarring sections? I'm not sure. I actually find it more... I think it... More I, I find slightly more jarring because it kind of lurches into the next section. Not what you would expect. Lovely little bubbly bass line from Flea on these sections against John's quite harsh rhythmic strumming and muting from John and Flea's kind of bubbling away underneath with a cool little bass line. Great juxtaposition. Lovely. And then they come together during this... If you listen from 0.53, that's 53 seconds to, to you and me. Yes. Here on this section, they cut... They, they, sync back up at the end of each two-bar section. So they'll play different things through one, two, three, four, one, two, and then lock together for that three, four. Yeah. So it's, lo- it's, it's lovely, lovely stuff. Yeah, so anything else to say about Magic Johnson? We've had thoughts from bass and drum ambassadors. We've had thoughts from Amy Mace, the man who was in the moment. Well, I, th- I think what I would say is that, that it, there's a lot of love for this song. Mm, certainly. More, more so than, than I would have anticipated. But it's a great little song. And then, again, you see what I've done there? What? I've derogatised it. What, is that even a, a, a thing? A derogati- derogatised? Yeah, I've said it's a great little song. Yeah, yeah, you have. Uh, but it's not. It's, it doesn't feel like a fully formed... I don't know, it's difficult to, put, difficult to kind of explain why, why we talk about it as a throwaway, as a curate's mm. egg, why you derogatise it. It's not a television. No, it's not. And we won't throw it away. No, no, we won't. We'll keep it. Keiki, as somebody who probably hasn't listened to that song much in the past, just give us a quick soundbite about what you thought of it. Right, right. started with a, with started a with noise. Yeah, good, good fun. Good fun. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's good, clean fun. Good, clean fun. Apart from when they swear. Good, good, yeah, apart from when they swear. Good, clean fun anchored by world-class musicianship. Yeah. I think I think that's fair enough. I think that's a good summation of um, Magic Johnson. Yeah. Good, clean, fun, anchored by supreme musicianship. Great. Well, as we weirdly erupt out of nobody weird like me, my God, what a fucking ride, Samuel. Oh, my goodness. That is seriously energetic. Fast, frantic, hard and punky, says Jack Johnson. Yeah, couldn't agree more with what Magic Johnson's just said. Mm. But I'll say this, it is an absolute workout for Chad. He, for Flea, for John, for this one, this is... Everything. This is the energy of the Red Hot Chili Peppers of that era. It is something else. There's no possible way that they could play this live at 59. It, can't, it could not be done. It could not be played live nowadays. And that is testament to their physical fitness. Tell me more about what MJ's got to say about it. This might be the most frantic the myth gets on Mother's Milk. Yeah, indeed. The main beat is played on the ride cymbal, 
and there's almost the same beat as higher ground, but mm. amped up on cocaine. Gee whizzicals. Cocaine, yeah. Hmm. Coca. That's Spanish. The kick drum is getting a heck of a workout. You better believe it. Chad's really showing his John Bonham influence. Yeah, huge. It sounds like he's using a double kick pedal, but as we all know, he's never had one of those on his kit. Super powerful footwork. Also, as we get to the end of this song, it goes into that kind of more Middle Eastern sounding stuff. That gives me a bit of a Led Zeppelin vibe as well. Well, that's the thing about this song. Yes, it's fast, frantic, hard and punky. But it's got those p- moments of downtime. Well, it's basically a three-minute frantic punk rock song yeah. with a 50-second Middle Eastern outro. Yeah. Aidan's going to talk about why it sounds Middle Eastern on his notes, I know. But what I do want to say is, so far, we have had, on this album, Good Time Boys. Okay, you, you're going to list the tracks? Yep. Okay. Good Time Boys. I'll with, just... Uh, um, confirm that for me. Yep, yep. Okay, and that has a different... Uh, outro the rest of the song you've got the rock and freak possumus part yeah then we had higher ground higher ground of course which has that a different ending that fast frantic punky ending yes then we had subway to venus yes subway to venus which has a massive uh, guitar solo at the end which is different from the rest of the song then we had magic johnson yeah which has a very a a lot shorter but a different ending to the rest of the song yeah now we've got uh, Nobody Weird Like Me, which has a completely different ending to the rest of the song. Yes. We're going to have Knock Me Down in a minute, which has a completely different ending to the rest of the song. Yeah. So, really, there is a pattern emerging here. You're suggesting there's a pattern. I'm, well, I'm doing more than suggesting you it. Should, I'm saying there is a pattern. You should move into police work. Do you think? I'd be really good at that. I think you'd be a good detective. A forensic detective. I'd love to kind of patrol the streets of Hythe, solving... You know, who dropped that plastic bag for who, the beer cans or, or whatever. Who did a different ending. Yeah, who did a different ending to that particular song, that particular chessboard. I think if uh, Baron von Munchausen was to ejaculate the two of us being University Speaking the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, then, uh, you know, PC plod of highest police force Ooh. would be the perfect player for that particular board. And by that I mean... <laughs> That I would be the detective, yes. and I'd be the Morse. Sure. Oh, and I would be... You'd be my Lewis. Right, OK, fine. So I'd be grumpy... So do you know what my middle name is? I know... No, do you mean... Do, do you know do what I Morse's know what first name, name is? is? His no, first name. Uh, do I, well, no, I mean... OK, do, do you I, know what Inspector Morse's middle name is? It's whatever that other show was called. Well, no, that's just called Lewis, the spin-off. It was about Lewis. Oh, no, wasn't there another one called whatever... Oh, when, uh, Young Morse. It was called Endeavour, because that's his first yes, name. Yes, yes. Okay, so, um, I forgot how we got down to this particular point, but go back to JJ, go back to MJ's slash JJ's drum notes. Considering the drums are hitting heavy, it's weird that the production has them quiet and at the back of the mix. Now, Some, sometimes me, they are. Sometimes That brings are. me to my... I, I really like this song, but it's so badly mixed. It is, it is a horse's arse of a mix. It's a travesty. I came away and said that song is a travesty. And I thought that would mean that you hated it. No, I like it. Where's the mother effing bass? Can't hear the bass. I think the swan's mixed a bit low as well. It's, it's interesting because you we're going to say everything's mixed a bit low. It's a mishmash. I mean, the, the well, the swan definitely low. isn't. The swan, the swan is fine. I think he is the in rest the second, of, and, cor- and, second and, chorus. And, I think he is. Well, yeah, OK. But, and, and Chad actually is much easier to pick out than, than poor old Flea. And this, this is what um, Aidan said in the past about this album. What the hell? You've got one of the most talented 
young bass players in the world and you mix him so low in, uh, on nearly all of the songs that you can't hear what he's doing. A young buck, ready to explode. He's ready to... Yeah, I, I cannot fathom it then. I cannot fathom it. It's a great song with so, so many qualities, but the mix is so bad that you... It, I, it, I, uh, well, Jack's saying, considering the drums think so heavy, uh, if you listen to the snare sound on Subway to Venus compared to this, it's just not hitting the same. Yeah. It, it questions whether it was recorded in a different session. A different day, a different place. Who, who knows? I almost I, said... I expect you can find that out, but yeah. that's not for us today. No, oh, God, no. I expect you can. Well, I almost said to you... In fact, I, I know you can. Yeah, you can. I almost said to you, let's listen to that, uh, that, that album version and then let's watch a live version. Let's get some idea of how it might sound if, if we can hear Flea. Because that, that, that album version is just so frustrating. JJ's got a good point here as well, and he's spot on. Uh, he also JJ or MJ Magic Johnson has been our referred as to him. He's now, yes. Also wondered if this was recorded to a click or if they did their usual all together in the room, hit record and go. Because and he's right. At around two thirty three, Chad and John aren't as in sync as they have been for the rest of the song. It goes a little bit off, yeah. not for very long, but it does go off. Go to two thirty three, listen to the listen to how tight they are, and it just drifts slightly. The rest of it. Is, is spot on. So is that click track or is that live room? Unknown. What would cause that more likely? Click track click or track. live room? Oh, click track. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's called. It can happen in live room because uh, Jack does say maybe he's just getting a bit carried away with the energy of the tune because he is slightly pushing it and speeding up, getting ahead, getting ahead. But more likely on the click track because yeah. it is difficult once you're going, playing to a click. You have to, you have to think about it. Well, you know my nickname, don't you? Clicky Townsend. Click Track Townsend. The metronome. Oh, really? Why? I mean, that is true. Because I uh, keep time so incredibly well. Not only are you known as the metronome, you're obviously uh, called the Enjoyment Enhancer as well. Well, that's one of my... um, Yeah, one of my... One of your side projects. Professional names, yeah. Yeah. Your promise being? I will travel anywhere in the world. At any time. At any time. um, And enhance any type of fun. Yeah, enhance your enjoyment of whatever you might be doing yeah. at that time. And your, your charges, I believe, are £1,000 a day. £1,000 a day, it doesn't matter where I'm going, I will pay for the flights. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, you make no money from this, and in fact, you're deeply in debt now. That, that particular business is, um, is a problem. But I, I've the websites sustain others. you. Yeah, but it's because you pay your staff on the websites more than you earn... By being the enjoyment enhancer. I know, I know, Ben. We've been through this. Yeah, we, we have been. It doesn't necessarily make financial know, paint sense. Paint me in a good light as a businessman. No, well, it paints me in terrible. A light. Businessman. A, yes, a cameraman. A, a spiderman. A superman. <laughs> <laughs> so businessman is okay, is it? Or businessman? I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. Okay, so what? What can be a man? Batman. Postman. Postman. A postman. Postman. Oh, who's at the door? It's a postman. A, yeah. mil- a milkman. Who's at the door? It's a milkman. No, I say milkman. Okay. Uh, who, who's that swinging down the road? It's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Who's that flying down the road? It's Superman. No, Superman. Superman. Who's that kind of flapping his way down? It's Batman. 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 So where do we say Moon for then? Just, cat, just, just Postman. Okay. I do think we should talk a little bit about Aiden's notes as well, because sure. this is... Apparently, Fleer said that this is... One of his most difficult songs to play live, or the most difficult song to play live, he says that he thinks his slap technique peaked with Nobody Weird Like Me. Mm. So what's a wonderful bass ambassador, 
A-H, got to say, or R. Well, he says, here's a bass technical point straight off the bat. Go on, it's a BTP. Slapping the D string and popping the adjacent G string is hard. Yeah. Particularly as this riff has an open D string. This makes it considerably more tricky to mute the A and E strings, which is why Flea has an exaggerated thumb position when playing it live, wrapping it over half the fretboard to keep those strings from vibrating sympathetically. Great use of the word sympathetically. Brilliant. So that's what you're saying. It's like thumb over technique. And that's big, with two big, thick bass strings, the E and the A, to, to, to mute. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sorry, there was something else that I was going to read, but I, I didn't. So. No, no, it's fine. Did You've you got your gra- own copies, Where's man. Where's my copies of the notes Don't gone, then? Don't try and grab my copies. Jesus. Hang on, then. Absolute thief. The one-bar riff you can hear at the beginning of the song accounts for most of the song. So what he's playing in the intro just keeps pumping and grinding all the way through. Mm. I love his slap tone here. has much more clarity in the mid-range than higher ground and hits you square in the chops from the off. Now, it does. The riff, this riff moves to E a few times by variation in the interludes. It's largely the same pattern. A, it does. It slides up into that, into that E. Mm. Uh, and it's... Oh, I don't know whether it needs it or not. But it does add variation. I'll give it that. I'll, I'll give Flea that. Yeah. Chorus. Let's talk about the chorus of the song. Aiden says, big, fat root notes. Uh, not, much here, not much more to add here other than the contra- contrast it provides with the genetic energy of the verses. Once you've got that energy, it cuts down to those huge choruses, doesn't it? And I absolutely love the fact, I think, Callie, you said you've got that punky, powerful verses, and then it goes down to a... <clears throat> it's like a manic, manic verse, and then almost tranquil, isn't it? The well, it's the tranquility of beautiful, beautiful, distorted, overdriven guitars. Because you're holding massive chords, Flea's rooting it. The swan... The swan sounds great. The swan sounds superb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you're getting that, the contrast from the swan, which really, this is the start of him showing those chops. I think a question I have for you, because on the chorus, the swan talks about the fact that he's a freak of nature, mm. a walking totem pole. What do you think he might be uh, thinking at that stage, writing that line? He's a walking totem Do you think pole. it's to do with the pole? The man pole? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> right. Well, it's, you know, it's likely. There's a lot of... Famously, the record exec in Funky Monks yeah. says that um, Blood Sugar's got you know, a lot of sex on it. This a lot of the there's a lot of sexy lyrics on this album. You know, the Swan's a sexy guy. Oh Christ, he's a deeply sexy guy. He was a sexy young man. If no, I'll say say now, Swan, if you're listening, I think you're a sexy old man. No, but and you're not even old. But what I mean, younger than my wife. What I mean is he. (laughs) If you're listening, my wife, I don't think you're old. But carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Can't talk about this anymore. No, I, I do love you though. Yeah. Now, I would say this. This is everything that Beinhorn ever wanted when he wanted big, muscular, metal-sounding guitars. I love John's playing here. He does, in this song, and in a lot of the songs across this album, what I like to call the ancient art of weaving. And this is not gentle weaving. No. This is hugely punky, punky, energetic weaving. Across the ears, you've got two guitar lines. Guitar one, chunky, single-note riffs. 
Sounds quite like quite early Nuno. Do you listen to all of the yeah. like the whammy, the oh, artificial right. harmonics in this song? And woo. Yeah, that's right. And never seen again. Not to this extent. No. That you see uh, on a couple of songs on this album. No. Massively ages the album to a certain. Ah, that sounds so good though. I love it. Yeah, we, it, I'm not saying it's bad, but it it just takes you to places that you don't go any other time. It takes you all the way, playing, really. It takes you, it reminds you more explicitly of extreme and bands of that yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, kind of funk metal bands. I mean, this is Beinhorn's influence. I mean, here you have, over the, the course of a very small section, you have a pinch harmonic at 14 seconds. Yes, which we all know exactly what that means. Uh, GTP, should we GTP it? GTP it. Okay, a GTP, a pinch harmonic or an artificial harmonic. If you will. And I will, is where you strike the string that you are, that you are you obviously you are fretting on the on the neck of the guitar as you play the string with your pick hand you slightly or the way i do it is to slightly catch it with your nail or the tip of your finger first oh what about the tip of your tongue tip of your tongue tip of my 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 tongue do it oh yeah tip of my tongue do it yeah so you slightly catch the string with the tip of your finger mm. or, your, or the tip of your tongue or your fingernail first and then the pick catches it immediately afterwards. And it produces an artificial harmonic, not a harmonic naturally found. It sounds te- it, technically it's basically quite, a, it quite makes it tricky. Sc- it makes it scream. It's not an easy thing to do, but once you have mastered, once you've it, mastered it, you can... It's something when you do it on the guitar and people say, wow. Is it the kind of thing... That like you, you want to learn how to do, yeah. and then you learn how to do it, and then you inadvertently do it all the time. You don't inadvertently do it all the time, but once you do know how to do it, it's it can sneak you can into, over, you can overdo it. You can overuse it. Yeah. So you've got fourteen seconds of pinch harmonic. You got a whammy dive at eighteen seconds. So he's grabbing his whammy bar and dive bombing down on it. So he's depressing the bar, which slackens the strings. Mm. And what else is going on? That's Six, known as a whammy dive. Yeah, well, it's known as a dive bomb in some circles. Right. So you've got that single note line in one ear. On guitar two, he's playing chords with some high and low fills that sometimes sync with guitar one. Yes. Uh, that happens at 16 seconds in particular. Uh, and when the swan comes in, the guitars are more or less in sync. So let's just go over that again. You've got a young Frusciante, Beinhorn pushing for muscular, metally guitars. One ear, chunky single note riffs, 14 seconds, a pinch harmonic. A dive bomb at 18 seconds. Whammy dive. A whammy dive. Matt, it's sinking up at 16 seconds. It's, it's all going on yes. in the introduction of uh, Nobody Weird Like Me. And then you've got Flea powering his way through. You've got Chad doing his thing. You've got the swan giving it everything. The, the, this song is absolutely fantastic. And seeing it live recently reminds us of exactly why they want to bring it back. Because it is such a good song and such a showcase for them all. The Swan is powerful and then he draws himself back so well. Takes me back to what what Josh said. He's so versatile. Hmm. And that's often overlooked. He's an underrated performer. He's an underrated performer. There is nuance to his deliveries. Yeah, and people just think that he's a guy who wears a sock in his cock and goofy sock cock wearing clown. Yeah, and Christ, I think we called him clown on last episode. We mustn't go back there. No, we're not calling him that. We're saying some people. Some people. Some people 
might describe him as a goofy, goofy sock-cock-wearing sock clown. clown. We Not know no. he's so much more than that. He's, well, he's the vocalist in my favourite band. Yeah, dynamic, he's versatile, he's thoughtful, he's tender. He sometimes calls a ballad a salad. He's sometimes humorous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When called for, wistful. Wistful, that's a good word for this one. When do you think he's been wistful? Do you know, do you know where I think he's wistful? Go on. In a Sunday diner, I'm reminded there's no finer place to kiss. Kiss. Then one like this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's nice. That's nice. The chorus. You've got big, big swan. As Callie says, you're holding on those big notes. During this era, John was using, or during the recording and pre the recording, John was using Kramer guitars, Ibanez's, Gibson's, all that have humbucking pickups. Yes. And we know what they do. They buck I, that hum. I, they do buck that hum. We went into that. That was a, a pickup technical point once. What they also do is they give a bigger, fuller, richer, pa- more powerful sound. Mm. It's difficult to say richer and fuller because single coils can be amazing. But when you're playing through a distortion pedal or you're overdriving stuff, humbuckers give you a sound which is just thicker than a, than a, a single coil pickup. Yeah. On those big, long-held chords on Nobody Weird Like Me, it's such a huge sound. Was he, he was playing strats, he was playing Les Pauls here, said of during the recordings. Yes. It sounds like humbucking pickups to me, and I, I love that huge sound. I think the outro is worth talking about, and we've got, of course... Well, there is that lovely, um, yeah, there is that lovely sort of mid-song breakdown as well, which have we touched upon that? Right, no, we, oh, the mid-song breakdown. No, we haven't. Um, it's pretty brief, but I do like it. It is brief. It is brief. Uh, we've got to talk about the last verse as well, where the swan takes it to the absolute next level. Yes, That yeah. first two lines, and then from 2 to 12 to 219, an absolute crazy wild section, everybody going at maximum power, then that huge rising section goes into that halftime yeah. section yeah. where Flea's playing a crazy bass line. Well, at least you could, that's, that's Aiden's, really Aiden's made only, a point about this. But. Yeah, that's really the only time you can hear that. The two-bar solo at about 220 is amazing, but way too quiet. Yeah. It's really bloody hard to play, and I've yet to be convinced that it isn't some studio trickery happening to give it that swampy effect. It's such a shame that he never plays the same way live, but maybe it's because it's not actually physically possible to do. And dot, if, Aiden's, dot, dot. if Aiden's questioning it, you know it's tricky to do. And it reminds me of the, the bass breakdown in You Can Call Me Al, which is, I think, played forward and then reverses. Yeah. So you can't... I don't think you can play that live. Either. I mean, I mean it, sounds, it sounds really good. But it's too quiet. It's too quiet in the mix. It's too quiet, it's... and, and there, is, there is a rumour that it might not be physically possible to play. That room, we're starting that rumour. Yeah. Now, nobody really like me, Amos, the man in the moment he was there, says, when I first got into the Chili Peppers, I thought this song was called Nobody Weird Likes Me. I thought it's hilarious that the singer of the weirdest band I knew thought that weird people in LA didn't like him. As a 15-year-old newbie to the heavier side of music... This was the fastest, most thrashing song I'd ever heard. Yeah. The lyrics were completely out there too, which made it even more brilliant. I'll agree with him. Uh, the swan says he wants to have sex with a porpoise. Or a porpoise. Mm. <laughs> yes. This is the only song on Mother's Milk that is still performed today, as you and Sam witnessed in all its splendour recently, and we certainly did witness that. Yeah. It really is an incredible sort of three or four minutes of music. It's, 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 such, a, it's such a hell of a ride, man. You know, it starts... It, and it doesn't stop, but it does stop. It gives you those moments of tranquility, as, as Keiki so, 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 so 
So well, so put it well, so well put. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, Are you a podcaster? Yeah. So, so what's that word beginning with S? Which one? Sublimely? No. Succinctly? S- s- yes, that. Okay. Well, do you want to have another run at that? Yes. Go on then. I'll just cut out that whole section. I might leave it in, but you can have another run at right. it. It's a hell of a ride, mm. isn't it? it? Certainly is. It starts and it's hard and fast, and then you get those sweet moments of relief. Tranquility, as Keiki so rightly said. <laughs> succinctly, Ben. I'm not saying it. You're not? No. Why not? I can't say it succinctly. Okay, well, I'll say it, as, as Keiki so succinctly said. Succinctly. Sorry, I mean, you did put that succinctly. So let's get to that ending section. For a bassist, it claims... He doesn't know theory. Mm. He uses, and I, Aiden's going to use a word here that I can't say. <laughs> Figrian? Yeah. Figian? Figrian? Hang on. Phrygian. Phrygian! He uses the Phrygian dominant scale. Fifth mode of the, of the harmonic minor scale. Very successful in the outro with an open ring D string approach that's very similar to the solo and scar tissue. The Phrygian dominant scale is very evocative of Middle Eastern and flamenco music with its flat second interval. Theory technical point is a TTP was later used by arty metal bands like Tool to, to great, great effect. I will also say that what I love is, as you get into that outro, you do have that Middle Eastern sound over in the left ear. Might be a keyboard, might be John noodling away on a guitar. Sounds kind of keyboardy. It, mm. It's that... I don't know what the instrument is... Uh, in that area of the world, but they evoke it very well here. Live, John's been play, been uh, replicating that sound by tapping. Yes. Uh, when he's been playing it live on the Unlimited Love Tour. Yeah. Sounds phenomenal. I, I like it. I'll say, I won't go, I'm not going to go deep into it. It's, uh, it doesn't subtract from the song for me. No, it adds to me. I think yeah. it's, a, it, again, it's just a different ending to a song that has had no indication that it's going to go to that place. Yeah. And all of a sudden, when it actually gets there, it literally erupts. There's a literal explosion effect, it sounds like, at 240. 240, the song changes. Huge whammy harmonics. Drums going absolutely crazy. Grinding bass. And then it bursts into that superb section, that superb outro section at 258. It is a thing of beauty. It's like a small explosion at the end of a large explosion. No, I think it's a like a... It, the whole thing's been a massive explosion with a slightly different explosion at the end. An explosion of colour. This is Synthesia, I think, is where you hear... Is it Synthesia? Synthesia? Yes. Where you hear music as colour, or you see music as colour, sorry. Yes. And I think this is one of those times when if I was going to say that I experienced that feeling, it's the ending of this song is one of those times that does it for me. Never to Well, as we come knockingly downingly out of Knock Me Down, we are about to do a live on-air demonstration of a man opening a bottle of beer on a John Frusciante-style octopus tattoo bottle opener. Yes. Or as I just said, octopod. Yeah. No, I didn't. 
Octopod. No, no, you didn't even do that. It, it, there was no Americanism about it. You just looked me in the eye and went, Octopod. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was very Alan Partridge. Yeah. Octopod. Yes. Okay, exactly. that's it. Okay. Um, so, this is... I tweeted it out the other day, but you didn't get behind it. You didn't retweet it. So, there's probably a lot of I people... I retweet all of your tweets, mate. Okay, here we go. Knock me down. Yes. JF, John Fashante, wrote the melody with AK lyri- uh, over AK's lyrics. I'd worked out the, the basically the musical framework. Mm. Thank you, Dan Bogosian. The wonderful Red Hot Chili Peppers FAQ for that information. Uh, background vo- Vox, obviously that wonderful, wonderful backing vocal at the end is Vicky Calhoun. Christ, Who yes. is rife in Red Hot Chili Peppers history. Mm. Talks about the death of Hillel, of course. Um, about being able to shout out for help and being willing to accept help. Yes. Easier said than done sometimes. Oh, mate, absolutely. That's a serious point. The story is that it was a du- meant to be a duet between John and the Swan and that John's voice was pushed when it was remixed pre-single release and that the long version on the CD, which is an extra on the CD, mm. has the Swan's voice more pushed. However, I don't... I know all of this. Mm. I don't really hear anyone but the Swan, particularly on any version I've ever heard. No. You can say John's doubling them along. It might be true, but I don't... Even on the... the I, I just don't hear it. No, 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 I know what you mean. It, um, it's the Swan, isn't it? it it's, it's, it's a Swan song. Well, it is a Swan song. It's an ode, you know... Uh, to Hillel and to the struggle of drug addiction. Yeah, and it, very, it feels very, like a very personal song. Yeah. It, I have to say, as, uh, I'm going to be very positive about the song. Yes. I find, lyrically, I think it's a bit clumsy. Yeah, okay. Not it's... the verses necessarily, uh, not the choruses necessarily. The verses, uh, I'm, I'm just not entirely on board with not some of the rhymes. Uh, the sentiment is great. I just think the delivery of that sentiment sometimes suffers. Yeah, well, I, as a vocalist, he he was nowhere near fully developed here. No, but I think this is. The, I, I think this is. I find, as, as as we know, the Swan had these lyrics and took them to John, or John was made aware of them, and then yeah. kind of musically created it. So the Swan then had to fit those, that, 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 those basically a poem. Yes, a, p- oh, a poem. A poem into that musical structure. And I think that's where, to me, it feels clumsy yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and that's on where verses. sometimes you, you do, yeah, it, you're trying to fit a round peg into a square hole. No, you can do that. What you can't do is fit, is a, square fit a square peg, peg into a round hole. Yeah, I mean, either way, you're going to end up looking mm-hmm. foolish. Yeah, you're, you're going to look daft peg wise. <laughs> I think that. <sighs> I can see, I can see that you are a man torn because I, I feel as if you you have got a lot of positives to say about. The, I'm, I'm going to get there. However, way. they are underpinned by some serious doubts. I just think there's some interesting choices made that I don't completely agree with. Like the end of the first verse is great; it goes into the chorus, la ya la, and it goes up. Mm. Whereas on the second verse, as it goes into the chorus, it goes it goes down. Well, that actually, and it sounds like a, it sounds like the wrong place to go into the chorus. Interestingly, Aiden touches on this. He says the bass line in the verse has a typically funky approach from Flea, with some nice use of syncopation and chromaticism. 
but the random key changes are quite clunky and don't work in places. I agree and with I that. think that's exactly the point you're making here. Well, I, it's not the key... I mean, I do have an issue with the key changes because I do think they, they sound a bit clumsy in places. As Aidan says, particularly the second verse, it just as you approach that second chorus, it doesn't rise into it, it doesn't power into it. Right, OK. It, it just doesn't get there in the way that I want it to get there. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's be more positive. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's talk about Knock Me Down. Yeah. Or should we just sing the chorus quickly and then get into it? Fine. One, two, three, four. It's... it's hang on, that's a bit high, isn't it? Uh, where are we pitching it? Uh, it's it's so lonely. Well, no, pitch like, it where it is. It's so lonely it's when you don't even know yourself. It's so lonely. Here we go. It's so lonely when you don't even know yourself. It's so lonely. Go on. It's yeah, so lonely. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even the chorus. The chorus goes like this. Oh, Two, yeah. Three. If you see me get mad, oh, yeah, <laughs> you ready? Two, yeah. three. If, if you, you see me getting mad, if you see me getting high, knock me down. Do it. Ooh, yeah. I'm not bigger than life. If you see me getting mad, if you see me getting high, knock me down. Do it again. I'm not bigger Key than life. If you see me getting mad, if you see me getting high, knock me down. Yeah, I'm not bigger than life. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I absolutely love this guitar playing approach from John on a lot of this song. I will have a little bitch about him later on, but that's all right. Okay, yes, no problem, no problem. Absolutely, this more than any other song on the album, I think. 4% you're allowed. 4% bitchage and, yeah. um, and 96%... Pause. Yeah, okay. I won't say bitchage is the wrong word. Neg. I ain't, I'm, I'm not a negger. I'm right. not a neg, John. It's close. This is huge. More than any other song so far, the guitars are split ear to ear. Yes. I absolutely love it. I love his guitar tone on the intro. I love the amount of drive he's got. Love that introduction to the song. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so fresh and fruity. Superb. It is fresh and fruity. Subtly playing basically the same thing, but subtly different bits for that intro. Flea just following it, rooting it. Odd choice, because I think it's a six count to get into it. Two, three, four. One, two, bam. Yeah. But, but love it, love it. Yeah, it's perfect for the song. Exactly, it's perfect for the song. And it's, it's change it up. These guys, they're not happy with just delivering the same old shit, going down the same old avenues. They want, they want, they want to experiment. They want to do things differently. They want to count to six. musicians. <laughs> yeah. they, don't want, they don't just want to count to four. One, two, three, four. Come on, they say... Do two more. Can we do two more? And we then... We to four on the last one. Yeah, and then do the... Of course, the, the problem you can have with, with that is... Not stopping. Yeah, as, as your careers Not stopping go on can. long. What? Okay. See, that can happen. They, could, they just keep on going. Well, my fear is even worse than that. What, what's your fear? Is that 
you, you know, you do the four count, you do the six count. Yeah. Thirty years later, as they are, they're still counting. Well, they're not. They're, but they're, yeah, they're, they're still not, in the studio they're, trying they're, to record "Not Me Down." No, well, not just that, but some of the newer songs, the counting is like 150, ah. 200. So, like one, two, three, four, Very five, so. six, seven, eight, okay. nine, ten, yeah. eleven, yeah. twelve, etc. But it, because we counted to four on X, we counted to six on "Not Me Down." Yeah, we did eight on, for example, Apache bloody. Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, 12 on... Fortune Faded. Yeah, 50... No, back a bit. Back a bit. 12 on Warped. Yeah, we did We did, We did. did 98 on... For example, The Getaway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, see, you see what we're saying. Josh was a supporter of the longer counts. He was, he loved them. Because on Monarchy Roses... Well, he figured, he figured out that if he, introduced a, if he introduced longer counts, he stands a better chance of staying in the band. He did, keep unfortunately. Them, keep them busy. Yeah. Keep them counting. Keep them counting. They might not notice that John wants to come back. He did tweet recently that on Monarchy Roses they counted to 112 before they started playing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and on, actually on the getaway, yeah. that was 114. It was, yeah, exactly. And He was a keen advocate of both just great songs. counting to, to pray God they keep me in the band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I think it works. It gives, you, it gives you a chance to process exactly what's going to happen. You can you can as well if you have one one member of the band doing the counting. Yeah. Other members of the band go get a cup get of tea. All the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like Chad. Yeah. So okay, Chad counts in. Yeah. It's a two hundred and fifty count. <laughs> yeah. No, gonna, that doesn't work. That's not. It's a two hundred and fifty-two count. <laughs> yeah. We're going down to, for example, like we do a, a breakfast club. <laughs> oh yeah. We're yeah, going exactly. to BB's or Adams and Hyde. Yeah. Well, we're going to you know clear out the the other rehearsal space. Uh-huh. I've, I've got productive. to get out of my way. She has insisted that I, I go out with her today. Yeah. I'll but come I also back. had to come to practice. <laughs> <laughs> I also promised to come to practice. Exactly. So it's it serves many purposes actually. Oh, it's, it's, it's multiple. It can also serve as a way of if you're under pressure from the label. Yeah. You can say we're working Listen on to this new song. <laughs> so yeah. they'll come in and say, "Play us a new song." And say, yeah. "Okay, but it's a long count." Yeah. But it's no, a long... Take, take this back to the office. Play it to the execs. We're pretty sure they'll like it. It's a, it's a, it's a 1.5 thousand counting. It's a big counting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got time to, you know... Take your to... wife out. <laughs> go for a breakfast. <laughs> Surf. Go to the basketball. Perfect. Yeah. So, anyway, that interesting count. Kings of the cart, shaking bake cart takers. Back to back is about as fast. The king that remains intact. So love this guitar attack because it goes into verse one. You've got John in one ear playing. The left guitar is carrying the chords. The right ear is playing wonderful, overdriven single note stuff. Listen at 16 seconds. It drifts into <laughs> feedback in the right ear. That single note just drifts into a little bit of feedback. Yes. You need to be listening for it, but it is there. It's absolutely awesome. We're going to read an email, actually. That shipyard is whack. What are you drink? <laughs> I won't even smell it. As I said, we've had lots of emails in recently. One of them that really struck a chord with me was from a, uh, a gentleman in Miami, Carlos Gerdian, I believe is how you pronounce his surname. Carlos, thank you so much for writing in. Gerd. Seagird, uh, yeah. Yes. Seagird, thank you so much for writing in. Hey, Ben, how are you? He says, just wanted to start this message off by saying, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm fine, thank you, Carla. 
It's not called Cars, it's called Seagird. Sorry, I'm fine, thank you, Seagird. I love how, as a listener, I feel as if I've been invited to hang out and drink beers with you guys and just listen to you guys talk about the chilies as if I personally knew you. That is amazing. That's exactly what we... Well, we didn't try to do it. That's what we hope you get out of it. If you listen if it, to this... It, we, you know, we've said it before. Messages like that quite literally lift us into the sky. You say literally, that's a lie. Yes. Uh, metaphorically. Right, you say, if you see me getting mighty, if you see me getting high, knock me down. I'm not bigger than life. Mm. If you see me getting mighty, if you see me getting high, knock me down. They metaphorically give us a high. Metaphorically, a it's fine, lift. yeah. Well, not a physical lift. But a metaphorical physical lift. If you like. <laughs> but anyway, what see... What we're trying to say, Sinjian... Yeah, is cheers. Yeah, thank you, thank you so Beautiful much. Beautiful email. Really enjoyed it. Beautifully put and wonderfully received. I love the way after John's in verse one is playing across the two ears, playing different stuff, again, the ancient art of weaving, that it comes together and he just builds up, the two guitars match, building up for the part where it's going, you know, you're going to lose in time. Then it breaks out again. Key change, E minor. Well, exactly, and this is, this is another point that uh, Aiden makes. Uh, a huge chorus of Knock Me Down really holds the track together. Without that, it's arguably a small amount of musical material stretched to almost breaking point. And what we, do, what we don't do here... And I, and I think... I, well, I don't know what we don't do. Hmm. What do you think we don't... What do you think we do do? I know what we do do, but I don't know what we don't do. What we don't do, what we have had praise for in the past, is not just saying everything's great and deifying the band. Oh, Christ. If we don't like something, we don't like it. Aidan is saying he's not so keen. He thinks it's stretched in. It is a, a little bit, I think. There's a lot of key changes which may or may not be necessary. The last, on the outro, as the chorus is turning around, before the, the big key change at the end, which we'll get to, yeah. there's one too many. Well, I think, actually, we'll get to the brilliant ending, which is great. Yes, it That is. finishes too quickly. Well, I suppose a, a sort of less technical way of putting it is, it, you know, it's quite samey. It's just the verses of this song. There's so many Chili Pepper songs where I could sing you word for word the verses. Yeah. This isn't one of them. No way, man. No way. And I think that's, that's for two reasons. One, because the verses aren't... A1. Yeah, A, A the verses aren't the strong point. Hmm. But two, B2. the chorus is so strong. It's a big chorus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's huge. The, the, the it's, two, it's anthemic. The two parts that is, do they, they never they don't play it. Do you think this would work live in two thousand twenty-two? Well, no, yes, yes, I do. Well, which? But, yes, but I'm glad they don't because uh, you know they play eight, seven, eighteen songs maximum live. Yeah, how fucking pissed would you be if they played this? I th- I think if no. we've we've discussed going to Glasgow, have we? Uh, yes, we have briefly. Yeah. If they played Knock Me Down at Glasgow, I'd be over the moon. I'd rather they played that than Right On Time or... Um, what's the other one? The other short one from Cali mm. that they might play. Yeah, yes. Imagine that, to start of right, uh, Knock Me Down. We'd be like, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, would we? Yeah. Or would we oh, be okay. more, more Glaswegian? Oh, oh hang on. I'll, I'll do Connery. I can't do Glaswegian, Glaswegian particularly. Okay. I'm one opinion. Okay, we're in. Yeah, we're here again. Money. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this particularly reoccurring segment of the podcast. Where I say money, penny, sex in the Sean Connery accent. Yes. Money, penny, shucks. That's good. I mean, yeah, no, no, stop, stop. Yeah. Do it you won't know, get better than that. 
Uh, do you want me to do a quick Arnie? Yeah, absolutely. Then I'll do a quick Arnie. Do you remember when we got Dan Boyd? <laughs> do you remember when we had Dan Boyd on? And yes. we got him so sexy in the Scottish accent because he, he is Scottish and he does live in Glasgow. Well, what we should have got him to do, of course, is say sex in an English accent. Shack. Sex. Shack. That's Connery again. But you do it, Arnie. Callie, you can't bite your nails anymore. I'm sorry. So I'll just say sex in the in and. I'll say we'll both say sex together yeah. After, yeah. on the count of 125. Okay. One on the count of four. One, two, three, four. Sex. sex. Oh, what are we doing, an Arnie? Arnie, yeah. Okay. One, two. I'll do a Connery. You do an Arnie. Well, let's let's, let's hang on. Y- hang you on. do your Connery. I'll, then I'll do my Arnie. Shack. Sex. One, two, oh. three. Shacks. No, you've got no together. Oh, why? This is an absolute fucking fast. It's going to be a mishmash. Yeah, it will be. Like, not be down it. Oh, right. That's the point of this. Oh, fine. Fine. One, two, three, four. Shack. Come on, brother. You understand. Oh, I thought thought you were going to do yours, then I was going to do mine. I'll do mine. I don't need to count myself in. I'll do mine, then you do yours, then we'll do it together. On the count of four. Yeah, fine. Canal, going to edit the shit out of this part. One. No, I don't need to count. Shacks. Six. One, I've two. I've been put off now. Uh-huh. Oh, no, carry on. Six. Six. One, two, three, four. Six. Six. Great. I went for it there. I'm yeah, no, you, you really extended it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, that's going to be a, a favourite a favorite for the listeners, us saying sex in two different accents. Going into verse two. Go on. There's an amazing thing that happens, and there's something that I really don't like that happens. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to pre-date myself. It's coming out of that, into that guitar break after chorus one. Mm. It absolutely loses all momentum. Yeah. The massive sound goes, and then you're left with one, that, the guitar in the left ear playing the chords, and another guitar playing single stabs. But it completely diffuses the song. Yeah. That huge sound. Why they didn't have that, other guitar that was in the right ear previously playing the single note stuff to keep it going mm. is absolutely beyond me. It sounds to me as well in that after that break after chorus one pre verse two that the fill that it sounds like the fills are overdubbed and it sounds like a bad overdubbing job as well. Yeah. I'm not sure listening and listening and listening to it. I can't tell whether it's the same guitar playing the stabs as is doing the fills. Yeah. But it sounds like bad overdubbing. It might not be, but going into verse two, great. We've got the chords in the left ear again, the single note stuff, which is um, overdriven, distorted in the right ear. And then halfway through at 119, the right ear guitar, the slinky one note stuff, completely disappears. Yeah. And again, it drops down. And you're left, you're left feeling that hole. You are left in that hole because this is also the verse where the swan doesn't rise into the chorus. Yeah. So the whole thing loses momentum. I think it, this verse falls apart a bit. And that's, that's exactly what you're trying to avoid with a song like this because it's all about building that momentum. It's such a, you're right. The variation isn't there. What can you do? Build the momentum. We've, yeah, Bring we've talked, them along for the ride. We've talked hundreds of times by now on this podcast about building a song, yeah. adding different layers getting it to the place where it needs to be to go into that next chorus. Yeah. This song signally fails to do so in verse two. It's Don't really weird. simple mistakes that, that really let a song like this down. Because it relies on that. It relies on that steady build. And you still get it. 
But when it's broken, as a listener, you, you're off. You're off the ride. Yeah, well, well I'll get back on it because the chorus is so good. But but it's tough. I'm off it for a bit. Don't okay, you? so chorus two, very similar to chorus one. Then we get into a contentious part of the song, as if it hasn't been contentious enough already. The bridge, the musical, the, the instrumental section. Yeah. I don't know whether I love this part. Sometimes I think I don't like it at all. Sometimes I think it's too short. Sometimes I think it's too unimaginative. Every time I listen to it, my opinion on this changes. I have no definitive opinion. What, what do you... And it, also, this is in two parts as well. What do you, what do you make of the, the, the instrumental section? Well, again, I think it, it doesn't quite go all the way in serving its purpose. It, I agree. It doesn't go all the way. So we're, we're on this potential roller coaster of a song. This is a, an absolutely crucial moment. It needs to be longer. I agree with you there. And it needs to take us to the next level. And I don't think it does either of those things. The first part, 149 to 156, I think that first part, I think I need to go around twice yeah. before then it goes into the second part of the instrumental section which I think goes on for about the right time. It misses that just one more That's go around. Yeah. There's an absolutely beautiful moment in this song, though. It's one of my favourite John Frusciante uh, musical parts of all time. On one, between 151 and 152 of this song, he plays two different but complementary chords. It's, I mean, I wouldn't be able to make that noise now for you. You probably can't pick it out of that song now. Go back, listen, 151 to 152. Two guitars playing two different chords yeah. that match perfectly, and it gives it such a wash of sound. It sounds so open, so hollow. It's a thing of there's that cuckoo. It's a thing of absolute beauty. Knock me down. One fifty two to one fifty one to one fifty two is magical. But that's got to be you know the great thing about a song like this. It's got its flaws, got its detractors. Not a song that you're going to listen to that often, and yet within this song you've got a moment like that that can really change things and make it worth no, it, I'd listen to this song, even if I didn't like the rest of the song, I'd listen to it just for that one, literal one second of really clever guitar playing. And if I was just to put you that one second on repeat for three minutes, yeah, would that work? Uh, longer. But would it work? Or do you need the rest of the song? As a single release? Yeah. Probably not. No, but... Do you want the rest of the song and yeah. then to get that moment, it's or is it just that moment? No, it's well, it is that moment because it's such a beautiful sound. I say it's a clever bit of guitar playing. It's not a clever bit of guitar playing. It's a clever bit of musicianship. It's understanding what notes what and what required. chords complement each other. And that is John through and through. I mean, he's a young man at this stage, but oh, I love him forward. on this video. I love that look. Oh, it's a great look. But his his musical understanding and his 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 ability to do things and and with instruments with all kinds of instruments not just the guitar that work so well and seem like the perfect thing to do although you wouldn't necessarily think of it that's what makes him such an incredible musician he really is wonderful i couldn't agree more absolutely bloody love the guy so. if you've not got it yet we love john Fashante. but he is isn't he just i mean his vocals, his backing vocals, his, his ability to, to do just the right thing at just the right time. Do you know who else you're talking about? 
Who? Pretty much word for word, this is applicable to another guy who might play guitar for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That guy is a young man called Josh Klinghoffer. Oh, we call yeah. him the Hofmeister General. We call him Klingy Klinghoffer. We call him Josh the Joshmeister Kling Kling Klinghoffer Hofmeister General. We call him a number of things. But everything you just said about John applies to Josh as well. Yeah. He's an absolutely magical individual. Yes. And it's just made yeah. me think how lucky the band was at that moment in time when John wasn't there mm. to have somebody to step in to do what Josh did. I, don't, I just salute to Kareem. We briefly mentioned earlier on. This is a salute to Josh. Salute to, salute, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, those two, only just the two, just the two Sweet Baby albums that we had with, with Josh. Mm, we've always referred to them as Sweet Baby albums. Numerous, numerous live shows, of course. Of course. He's a wonderful man. He's gone on to wonderful things. But uh, without him, we, we certainly wouldn't be where we are today. And with that, and not just that, you know, with, with those two albums were, were more than just waiting for John to come back. Well, they were waiting for John to come back. That he, he created fundamentally amazing music with yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Time and time again, I'm going back to I'm with you. Yeah. And I it is particularly like a superb record, a superb record. It is. It is. It, it's got some absolutely fantastic songs on it and some memories you know some live memories uh, live at live at clone in the cinema yeah the basement well yeah exactly another great live performance you know and you're talking about a band who are now in their late 50s and at that time they were in their late 40s not not too much older than we are now really mm. and and producing fantastic music with a new member vital vital music I'm with you feels vital to me. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of that energy probably came from Josh because he's a younger man. Certainly is. I mean, I, for one, I can't, you know, I went up a ladder earlier and my knee's hurt now and my thigh's I burned. Think, yeah, and I think Josh is, is now... Too old to go up a ladder. Well, he's, I, I don't know exactly how old he is, but I think he's older than me. OK, look, email in. Here's the question. Yes or no, could Josh Klinghoffer climb a ladder? Yes. Without the support of his arms, he can... He can... Oh, hang on. You... No, this is why my, my thighs were burning. So I went up a ladder. I didn't use my hands to pull myself up. I oh, that's j- crazy. Well, that's what happened. Why? That's just the way I approached that particular ladder. But that how high ladder. was it? I'm just worried about you falling off. Well, it was going, just going through a loft. Well, even that, not using your hands, is crazy. Were you, were you leaning back against the wall? No, I was, I was wrapping my... Um, I was supporting myself with my hands, but I wasn't using them to pull me up. Oh, fine. I see. Okay. So had I fallen backwards, I'd have been fine. So that, okay, so you, you were holding up. Yeah, but I wasn't... No, I see now. But all my of my was weight was just, on my like thighs. walking up a ladder with your arms by your side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't doing that. Okay, so back to not me damn. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Oh, no, the question is, email in, could Josh Klinghoffer climb up a ladder without the use of his arms, but... Staying safe without his thighs burning. Will his thighs burn or will they not? I mean, that is the question. Yeah, email him. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about the last chorus now. Okay. It, there's that big A. Uh, for me, the last chorus goes on, before it changes key, it goes on one too many. Yeah. And then when it changes key, what do you make of that kind of classic key change to take it up a notch? Well, you know... We all love a classic key change, don't we? It's a Barry Manilow thing. It's a boy's own thing. Well, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say it's a Barry thing for a boy's own thing. 
Oh, Mandy, you came and you gave that take. Okay, now do that. But I sent you away. Oh, Mandy. <laughs> That's just an octave. That's just louder. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an octave up and louder. <laughs> um, uh, and a boy's own thing, yeah. Yes. I think in this particular song, it serves it really nicely. Because, as we've said, it is pretty samey. But by this point... You're thinking, fuck we're me, thinking they're not just going to sing... It's no, no. If, if you, you see, see me getting mad, if you see me getting high, you know, knock me down, and I do no good. Here we go. I'm, I'm not big than life. No, no. If you see me getting mad, if you see me getting high, knock me down, down, down. Ha, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not bigger than life. Now, anyway, you of course, saying. the old saying is, um, if you see me getting high and mighty, high and mighty, they flipped it. If you see- well, high mighty was a shop in Southampton. It was for tall men, a tall and large men. Oh, I just thought they so. Were it was either high or mighty in the sense of slightly. Ah, so slightly, your girth is slightly mighty. Oh, Christ! So that that's actually quite that covers quite a lot because you could be like really wide but also very short. Yeah, that, they're the mighty. Or you people. could be really high but really thin. They were the high people. Oh my gosh! Do you remember high and mighty? No, I mean I do remember it, but I just thought it was for tall people. No, people of particularly long of leg. Yeah, long of leg, long of body, or wide of girth. Short of leg. Wide of girth. I, I can take or leave this key change, to be honest. I love the way that Flea's bass pops a bit more because it's gone, he's playing Yeah, higher. exactly. He feels that, that he, renewed energy. And then that's what it gives the listener as well. If you see me getting mad, God, if you <laughs> see me <laughs> you see, I was immediately... You were into it, I, it, I thought it, you were popping. Yeah. Also, Flea's line is a bit busier as well. And so yes, the whole thing... Exactly. The whole so thing it, does it, The whole thing raises, not just, not just the key... The rest of the band are rising to the occasion. Let's get into this wonderful outro section, which I absolutely adore. The It's So Lonely section. Yeah. I first of all think it's such a beautifully written line by mm. the Swan. It's so lonely when you don't even know yourself. It's, it's a, an almost... It, it's a personal lyric. Yeah. I a personal agree. line. It's, a, it's, a, it's a view into his particular... Tricky McDonald. His soul at that point. Yeah, you're right. It's a cry for help. Yeah. Within a song which you nece- wouldn't necessarily... Well, he's thinking about maybe about Hillel as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. a heartbreaking line, really. Yeah. I love the Vox vamping from Vicky as well. It's absolutely superb. Wow, 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 wow. She's even in the, the first chorus. She's in all the choruses. Do we want to try and hit it? Wow, 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 wow. He did it. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. Do you want to try and hit it? Well, now that you've done it, I'm not sure I do. <laughs> um, I'll try, but uh, it would be, I think it would be probably louder than you do it. Okay, we'll back away from the mic now. Okay. Let's blow the levels out. What? Oh, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You did it. Well done. Whoa, 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 ha, Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you all of the... The credit. The limelight. The cue Well done. Have you ever lit a lime? What? Yeah, well... Should I talk to a lime? I've, I've, li- yeah, there are many ways to do it. I've, I've torched a lime, uh, both uh, flamboyantly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. And uh, batterily. Fine. What does that mean? So with Torch a flame. Torch and flame. <laughs> so do you think? Do you think that a fire is flamboyant? <laughs> yes, yeah. A lot of them are. Yeah. Question for you as well. Which of you, what? Which one of your favourite bands? Yeah. Is a subpar citrus fruit. 
Uh, oh, oh, I've given away some bloody answer. An under-par citrus fruit. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Sublime. Sublime, indeed. So the brilliant Vox vamping from Vicky is great. I love the double-timing drums from Chad. Yeah, exactly. I mean... And just, then releases into the normal beat. Just a quick word on Chad as well. He drives... You know, this is... A, we've said it. it it's samey. It's, there's not much going on. But Chad never, never gives up on it. He drives it all the way. Chad never gives up on anything, mate. I know, exactly. And, and J- MJ, JJ, Magic Johnson. Jack Johnson says, this is a strange comparison, but this song has always weirdly reminded me of Fortune Faded. I don't know. He, he does comment there's a lot of shakers during the verses and tambourine on the choruses. Have we, have we taken um, our bass ambassador's notes on this one yet? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. And so we must go to A-Mace. We call him the man of the moment, the man who was in the moment. Oh, and, he was there. And those notes go... The song that John Frusciante hated due to Anthony's continued drug use. He thought AK was a hypocrite singing this song about being open and clean after the death of, death of Hillel, whilst secretly continuing to do drugs. So that's a very pertinent point from Amos. It's a belter of a song, though. One of the singles from the album, I really love the backing vocals from Vicky Calhoun, which really added depth and maturity to the raw RHCP music. I also, it reminds me of Give Me Shelter by the, um, by the Stones as well, that backing vocal. Yeah. The beginning of Give Me Shelter. Superb. I, this song is... Well, we talked about Magic Johnson as a bit of a curate's egg. Is this a curate's egg or is it just a good song? I think it's just a good song. It's just a good song. It's nothing more than that, I would say. Okay. Well, I think we've got that because you said you wouldn't want to see it live. Well, indeed. But uh, as you say, there are songs that we did see live that uh, I wouldn't necessarily want... or want to see again but primarily that's because I don't think they represent good value hmm. yeah I know you'd rather see for example I, Sir Soko yes than uh, Right on Time well it's the age or, or I Like Dirt it's the age old uh, jukebox conundrum you know you're putting a pound in yeah, three yeah, songs yeah. what are you going to put on Sir Psycho, The End by The Doors yeah and another really long song this is classic university speaking the Red Hot Chili Peppers so, podcast yes I think it's a good song would I prefer to see it live over a shorter song, yes, but that's not because I really like it. <laughs> just, <laughs> right. just because okay. I, I want good value. We're going to have to wrap this up. We're going to have to wrap this up. We're going to wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's Taylor Swift. Shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> All right, so one more time. Please email in if you'd like to be an ambassador. Somebody asked recently what the job entails. Absolutely nothing. Well, you're saying wear, absolutely wear nothing. your badge, and if you see people that might like chili, send about the podcast. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's basically all you can do. You can do absolutely nothing, or you can do that, which would be fantastic. On Twitter at University RHCP. Yeah. On Insta, University Speaking RHCP underscore Pod. Sam, you are on Twitter at Stack Townsend. <laughs> Email in if you burping, want. Man, man, I've had a number of beers no by this excuse, point. Excuse man. Okay, man. <laughs> right, I'll put the edge in by Insidious half this so we can hear the, uh, the uh, use of... It's not sound effects, it's a vocal sample. It is a sample. Do you want to sing a particular song before we finish? Yeah, sure. What do you fancy? Have you got anything in mind? No. Do you know Dancing on the Ceiling by Lionel Richie? <laughs> I do, actually. That was the first song played at my wedding um, evening party, the wedding reception. Uh, you know, it just came to mind. 
Oh, what a lovely feeling! Oh, to be dancing on the ceiling! Oh, what a lovely feeling! We don't really know, do we? No. So let's do a different song. I'll do Black Velvet by okay. Lana Miles. Okay. Oh, why don't you do that and I'll sing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Let's actually do a song that we both know. Oh, I know Black Velvet. Black Velvet and that pretty boy smile. Oh, yeah. Go. Black Velvet and that smooth southern style. New religion that'll bring us to our knees. Black velvet, if you please. 